재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 According to the latest research from the United Nations Environment Program, climate change may be causing an increased level of toxins contained in our staple food crops, which is posing a serious health threat to humans, as you can imagine, as well as livestock. To learn more about this, we're very pleased to have joining us from Cransfield University Applied Mycology, Professor Naresh Magan. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Professor. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, recent report, if you've had a chance to look at it, and for the benefit of our details, can you help us understand what is behind this phenomenon as far as toxins and climate change? Okay. I mean, I, th- I think the first point uh, I would like to make is that, you know, uh, mycotoxins are produced by moles or fungi on different food products and uh, uh, they produce toxins which can be dangerous uh, some of them such as aflatoxins are considered class 1a carcinogens so they can cause liver cancer so for example if you eat a lot of maize which is contaminated that will affect your health in terms of climate change there's been quite a lot of information now suggesting that both diseases and pests of staple foods are migrating because of climate change phenomena uh, away from the equator towards the poles. What this means is that because of changes in temperature, uh, drought, stress, or very wet weather, uh, as well as doubling or tripling of CO2, this will affect pest reproduction and, and damage to crops, which allows more entry of these moles, which can produce mycotoxins. So in reality, in areas where you never had this problem before, you may have an increase in toxin contamination. So that affects the different staple food chains. When we say a threat to human health, how hazardous exactly are these mycotoxins what are some of the diseases they can cause and, and how serious a threat are they as to the, the lives of humans who consume these kind of foods? Okay. Uh, in many developing countries, for example, especially in Africa, uh, they cause severe problems. You know, if you have liver cancer, and the best example is maybe 2004, 2005 in Kenya, where rural populations of children ate moldy maize contaminated with aflatoxins and I think 150 children died and 500 were hospitalized. And I think two, three years ago, we had a similar incident. So that really means that the most toxic ones in terms of maize, groundnuts, and so on, because it causes liver cancer, it really is related to the intake level. If your staple diet includes maize, you're at a higher risk than you would be, say, for example, in South Korea, where you have a much more varied diet. Mm. So it really depends on the intake levels of particular types of food products and the relative contamination levels. So we're talking about regions of the world that already are somewhat suffering from whether it's food shortages or other conditions on the ground that pose a big threat to human health. Yes, and, and also, you know, that's one of the reasons why we have quite strict legislation in different cu- countries. The European Union has very strict um, legislation in, rela- in, rela- in relation to imports of different food and feed commodities. 
And if you look at our risk uh, assessment for food and feed, which is available on, on, online, you'll see that maybe 30% of imports into the European Union are rejected because of mycotoxins. So that can be anything from uh, food, feed products, nuts, coffee, cocoa, dried figs, which can be contaminated with it. There are five or six main mycotoxins for which we have legislation on a worldwide basis. So, you know, those are the ones which uh, countries are focused on in relation to how, what type of levels of intake we have. But if you're looking at climate change phenomena, if you look on a worldwide basis, they are suggesting that some of the key areas which are important on a global basis, for example, South America, Brazil, Argentina, which are big producers of cereals and meat, mm. they are considered hotspots for climate change in the next 25 to 50 years. What that means is that there will be a big impact there on staple food production. So maize, soya bean will be significantly impacted on by climate change. So in terms of the global scale of food uh, movement today, there will be a big impact on the availability of food. So in terms of food quality, food security, I think there will be big impacts in the next 25 to 50 years. And as you point out, this is a quite alarming situation and you mentioned the need for uh, strict legislation a strong regulatory environment are, are there any um, reasons of hope for scientific solutions where experts like yourself can help find a solution in the future i mean i mean what people are now trying to do is a lot of the work which has been done in uh, predictive modeling we're trying to provide the, the actual data which can help inform that modeling to get more accurate predictions of the impact it might have on a regional basis uh, in different regions of the world. But I think, my own view, I would say that based on what we know already and what we would hope to do in the next 10 to 20 years, there will food security and certainly food quality for essential staple foods will be compromised. There's no mm. question about that. The question is how how can we offset that against uh, impact on human and nutrition and maybe also animal food chains? I mean, I, I certainly foresee that in, say, 25, 30 years, in some areas of the world where food is subsidized, as the cost of food goes up, people will cut corners and therefore there will be lower quality food in certain areas of the world. And I mean, in reality, that could lead to social unrest. We don't know. But, you know, a lot of, for example, flour for bread making is subsidized in a lot of countries. If, if the food, quality food becomes more expensive, if they remove those subsidies and poor people cannot afford that food, what impact will that have on a social basis? That's really the main uh, criteria we need to look at, say, 25, 50 years ahead. Because if we don't have enough quality food and people cut corners, Will more populations be exposed to contaminated food and maybe uh, exposed to higher levels of mycotoxins? Yeah, it, it certainly does seem like a very worrisome uh, situation, and hopefully uh, the global community can get a handle on this. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there, Professor, but thank you very much for your time. appreciate your analysis. It's a pleasure. Thank you. That was Professor Narish Magan. We've got Seoul City News up next.